What are you, Sprecken? <laughs> Only in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> After I've had my rumpage, I Sprecken. You. You're killing me here. <laughs> That's I'm done. You fucking Sprecken. Oh, Josh. No, you don't spreken? I don't spreken. Okay, welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay. Trying to be more no-nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. We are at the end of 21, heading into 22. It is the end, isn't it? Yeah, and so many times people do New Year's resolutions. Is that something you do? Like, do you do I, that personally? You know, I used to. Yeah. But but I'm so... Old? You know, old. <laughs> I, I'm so old that I could... I You know, I stop even making it up yeah. anymore, right? It's like, you know, I, I'm not going to change much. Yeah, same. Same here. Well, actually, the thing that got me is like, well, why... Why should only? Uh, why should I strive to only change once per year? I know. Like, why don't I just? I know. I mean, that I mindset. do things like diets. Like last year during the holidays, mm-hmm. I started a diet and mm-hmm. I lost some weight and stuff like that. But it's not under the banner of a yeah a resolution. Right, yeah. It's just it's just that. It's just holy cow! I ate a lot. And I'm you know, as you get older, I think everyone's like this. You get more entrenched in your ways. Like mm-hmm. it's harder and harder to change. That might be a, a metacast. Ooh episode sometime like nice. how, how to re-lubricate yourself <laughs> so that you're more <laughs> i don't think we're gonna name the episode that the <laughs> re-lubrication episode. yeah that's not a we're no. not gonna do no we're not gonna no. do that no but but, but yes to, but to be more change friendly right i agree okay so we're gonna talk about the thing that we think if every agile team did better in 22 at the end of the year, they would be super proud. The one thing. The one thing, the singular thing that we think every Agile team has room to improve, and many teams have like a lot of room to improve. I, I would, I would buy that. You know what it? You know, I. What? Let's spring it on them. Oh, okay. Go back to waterfall. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Waterfall Bob is back. Agile's too hard. Get the hell out. Get out of the... If you can't cook, get out of the damn kitchen. <laughs> go go back to the living room and start running the waterfall. Okay, uh, but seriously, what... what refinement. Is your, oh, refinement. refinement. Back grooming. Oh, you're going old school. Back, back Well, no, I mean, but used to be backlog grooming, backlog mm. refinement. Josh and I were talking before the Medicast that I've I've encountered almost every client I've encountered for the last few years is it's not the only thing they struggle with but they're not they're not refining well mm-hmm. and it's not even that i don't think people understand the point of backlog refinement like how powerful it could be so this is a nice episode yeah it, the frustrating thing i see is it's just indifference about the event and people 
feel like they have to be there. So they show up. So that's the first one. Yeah. Actually, uh, actually, I'll, I'll even undercut what you just said, Josh. It's like they don't even think it's necessary. Right. So so if they do show up, they're mailing it in. Right. Uh, but a lot of teams, they look at, out of all of the events, I think they look, and I don't think refinement is uh, one of the events. I, I forget the context in the in the scrum guide, but it's not one of the core events. It's like an option, not optional, but it's a recommended event. Mm-hmm. And it's rec, and you have to figure it out. So it's it's highlighted as a really good idea. So a lot of people don't do it, or or they do it at the last possible, you know, the the, the yeah. la- latest irresponsible moment, mm-hmm. or they show up and then they do it really poorly. Like they don't even engage. Right? Have you ever been anywhere you felt like refinement was necessary, or like wasn't? Sorry. Like no, yeah, no, we should abandon this. It's not. No, uh, you know what? I no, that I'm going to change that. Mm-hmm. If you're and I mean this, if you're kicking ass, if you're if you're executing, and this is what bugs me. Mm-hmm. When people argue themselves. A lot of folks push back and they, oh, it's waste. It's you know we're wasting our time, right? And it's not agile. You hear? I mean, God, I've had to die for every argument I heard, but but a lot of folks are like like they're complaining about it, but I. I've seen it. If you embrace it, mm-hmm. you don't ultimately like mature teams don't need to do it. Right. Or they need to do it very, very, it's, it's super quick yeah, and super fast. If you need to do it at all, like for example, it would be like no estimates. Remember we were mm-hmm. in the Medicast, we were, you were big on the NOAA or you were talking about Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Ripley. Yeah, yeah. And yep. you were riffing on that at yeah. one point, the no estimates. And to me, no estimates is not for the, you know, for a lazy team or mm-hmm. for, you know, an immature team or, you know, a shoe team. It's for a mature team. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen, I've seen folks that actually, they don't ever totally stop it, but that it becomes, it becomes less frequent and less yeah. necessary. Yeah. The closest I ever got to that was we had a total rock star team and we were just rolling. That's, that's what I'm, and, that's what and, I'm moving to, right? And it was funny. I, came back from lunch one day and we had a, we had a refinement and I said, do we need to do this anymore? And they all started laughing because they apparently all went to lunch together and they felt like they didn't need to do it. But, but they were like, Josh will never let us not do this. But I'm like, but you guys are a different breed here and it's not necessary. In the end I said, okay, let's all think about it for a week and come back and you guys decide what you think is right. In the end, they valued it so much that it wasn't worth giving up because they, because like, yeah, it's kind of annoying, but like it drives us to get to where we need yep. to be to win. So they still retained it, even though they could have maybe gone without it. Yep. Okay. So number one, I, the, the number one hurdle is getting people to actually invest in it. So what can listeners do out there if if they're stuck with the team that they've tried everything and they can't get them to invest, they don't show up or they do show up and they're on their laptop. They don't pay attention. They don't care. Like all of that will be painfully obvious. I mean, I would look at results, you know, I'm it's the end of the year and I'm, I'm getting a crisp. I'm always crispy. And, and I'm like, you know, if you're driving the results, like we're talking about a mature team, 
then I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. You can go tiptoe through the tulips if you want. You can do whatever you want. If you're delivering great results as a team, if then then do that. What what really gets me going is no one shows up, but we have crappy results, mm -hmm. right? We're not hitting our sprinkles. We're having carryover stories up the wazoo. We're having serialized execution. We, you know, we're not, you know, we're being lazy in retrospectives, et cetera. There's no commitment. Mm -hmm. So to me, I don't think there's any silver, you know, bullet for that. I think, I think it goes back to like a boot camp kind of thing. It's like, I would kick a little butt as a coach and say, look, we haven't earned the right to ignore backlog refinement. Mm -hmm. show, show me the results. Show me the outcomes and the results that we have as a team that give us the right to be to show up the, yeah, way, yeah, the way we yeah. are. And if it's there, that's fine. And if it's not there, then we, ha we have to look in the mirror. And we need, I think, a little bit of a butt kicking. And I, I would run it as an experiment. So I think that, you know, the, the conversation would be, Let's, let's try to really yeah. do it well and see if that makes a difference in our outcomes and our results and our work and our behavior, et cetera. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think you have to kick the, you know, kick the team's ass a little bit or something or prescribe it. It's one of the reasons I like putting new teams through boot camp kinds of things where there's not an option to opt out. Right. right? Yep. Agreed. Like we're going to do refinement, right? We're, you know, and we're going to try to do it well. So we're going to start with this is how, these are the activities or the t the things we're going to do to start. A lot of people don't want to confront a team. There's still a lot of runaway teams. Mm -hmm. I think there's more runaway teams nowadays even than there used to be. Where teams think of, you know, agile as being a get out of jail free card to do whatever the hell they want. I know I'm. So, I sound like a grumpy old. No, I was thinking, and I do believe you're right because. I think Agile has become, and we've talked about this a myriad of times, it's now mainstream. So everybody just kind of thinks they know what it is, but they're not totally sure because they've never really done it well. Bob is terribly distracted. <laughs> he just got distracted. I just noticed that there's another Sir Walter Raleigh in the room. <laughs> And he's, and he's, I think he's staring at me. <laughs> there is there too. I, I think his eyes are following me. <laughs> oh, listeners, listeners, this is. Oh my god, I can't help it. And and Sir Walter is right over Josh's head, so I'm like looking at Josh, and <laughs> now I'm looking at Sir Walter at the same time. Bobby, you got to connect. We got to. I'm gotta... trying. I'm trying. I'm looking at your chest. <laughs> I'm looking at your chest. <laughs> okay, so you were, back. I'm sorry. So back. You're not that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's his fault. Listeners, I wish you could have seen his eyes while I was trying to talk about teams. <laughs> and, and well, the strange the thing was, it's been there the whole time. I yeah. just, I just like looked up and I'm like, what the hell was that? Yes. So, I think because. Agile's become mainstream. Many people believe they know what it is, so they like wield that very broadly. And so that gives people this like belief that, oh, I know what it is. You don't. That's not like you're right. The number of times we've heard that's not agile is pretty yep. amazing. But but that's again, I agree and support with the approach you had of like, okay, like let's just stop and let's look at the scoreboard. Are we winning or are we losing? Right. And most likely they're losing. And then just say, like, do you actually want to win or are you happy 
losing every exactly. week. Exactly. Yeah. And if you want to play the game, I think for beginning teams, there's this, if you want to play the game of agile, like trust your coach mm-hmm. to some, or trust, trust the people who have experience or your scrum master or whatever. They may not be perfect, but they have, they have some experience. There's a, you know, there's a lot of people that they, they think they know what agile is and it's what's convenient. I think they forget the rigor of it, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not it it's agile done well is rigorous. I, I I can't help but think of it has it has a game plan. It has a playbook, right? There there are there are things like backlog refinement. There's there's a reason. It's not these pointy headed managers who have a meeting that drives you crazy mm-hmm. and and over again. What what is backlog refinement? It's about team the whole team collaborating around the backlog the whole team understanding what the stories are and what the themes are the mm-hmm. whole team providing input on size complexity risk the whole team via estimation it's look ahead so that you can be more efficient one of the things most recently i was i was talking to a client and they're they're living in the moment of a sprint mm-hmm. and they're having a lot of waste downstream mm-hmm. like they do something in sprint 1 and it gets undone or has to be ripped out in sprint two or three. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm talking about refinement. One of the ways to, to help with that is to look look ahead a little bit. And and it's not, not just preventing of that. I think it was about like efficiency. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it wasn't just look ahead. Like you can you do spiking as part of refinement, like mm-hmm. spikes and research and prototypes and experimentation. But the other thing I was talking to them just a few days ago, I said, it's the efficiency. I said, the pro- as a product owner, you want to listen to your team and encourage mm-hmm. them to tell you, you know what, the, if, you, if you change the order of these stories, I can do it better, or we can do it better, or faster, or we can reduce test time. Do you know what I'm saying? Like those efficiency yeah. discussions, that's how you actually accelerate. You can accelerate and stuff. Yeah, the... the- Some of the more common pushbacks that I've received to what I call just-in-time planning, and that just-in-time planning leads to all of those symptomatic issues of you have a lot of architectural rework, all these things, just like you end up with a ton of debt. So there's two things that end up getting in the way in people's brains. The first one is like they don't have time, (laughs) Yeah. right? So it's, it's that circle of we don't have time to plan, but we don't, we don't plan, right? It's just, it just becomes this like vicious cycle. And then the second is the number of places that I've been where teams, I think from management or something, I'm not sure, or maybe their history have this belief that if they're not typing code in the feature in that sprint, they're not adding value. Whereas you have to understand to build it well, there's a ton of work that has to be done so that when the time comes to put your fingers on the keys, that you actually do it well and accurately and don't have a ton of rework. But there's so many places where if I'm not typing, I'm not doing my job. I, you know, I, I agree with you, but it's, I, I've never seen the logic to it. I, I think there's this false understanding of like the efficiency of writing software. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I'm like, I was talking to this, to another team and I was talking to them about this curve of 
you know, what is the story maturity entering the spread? You mm -hmm. and I've talked about the percent of clarity you have around stories coming. Let's say that's part of refinement, a mm -hmm. big part of it. The clarity we have around the story flow. And I was like, you know, there are some coaches that say you only need 20 to 30% clarity pre-sprint entry. Mm -hmm. Then you get another 20, 30%, even 40% clarity by sprint planning, right? And then you get another 30% or whatever by execution so that there's this curve of you're getting clarity on the stories, you know, sort of pre-sprint planning. Sprint planning is a big deal, right? You're getting clarity there uh, around it. And that's just in time. That's that's not in advance. That's during sprint planning. The way some people do it, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then it's and then it's the, during the execution. So my point is, right? We're talking about like getting whatever it is twenty to thirty percent clear. I'm not saying planning. It's not like exhaustive planning. It's it's very quick. Mm -hmm. I like I the teams that I've seen that do refinement well. They do it. They do it quick. We have like egg time. One of my recommendations is like do an egg timer, right? Have like an egg timer per story. Mm -hmm. Have quick. Have quick estimation. Estimate multiple times. Have quick conversations. Put it on the shelf. Talk about it the next time. You can, you can get two or three sprints worth of stories refined. You know, I don't know in a month, and then you're cruising. Then yep. it's like like yep. like you hit the, you hit what is it in your car? You hit the. I'm buying the uh, cruise, the cruise control, yeah. and you think you're welcome, and that's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a new Tesla like auto new drive. Thing. I know. Or, I was waiting. Yeah. Thank you for not busting yeah. my chops. Um, but you hit cruise control, and then and then you're just then you're in the moment, mm -hmm. and it's incredibly efficient. Yeah. So so it's it. I don't know. I'm not buying the fact. That it, yeah, if you plan it out to 100% clarity on every story and you beat it to death or you do all this dysfunction, mm -hmm. then, then yeah, jettison that. But the biggest hurdle that I've seen teams stumble over or like completely fa face plant with is you can't go from zero to 100 speed wise without having to accelerate. And the acceleration is the work. So you have to invest a lot early because yep. you're going from zero backlog effectively and you want to get to like two or three sprints. So the upfront penalty, yeah. yes, is there. And you're I paying think, more upfront. And I think folks are maybe reacting to that. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Yeah. Teams are really struggling. You've seen them, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the job or when you've been traveling around. Mm -hmm. I can, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. I, I look at teams, carry, I'll use carryover stories. Mm -hmm. They're committing to 10 and they're typically carrying over five stories per sprint, which is not a good thing right? from a commit execute perspective. I look at it and, and I look at their, their refinement and I see a direct correlation. Mm -hmm. Almost always yeah. there's a direct, you can, you can tell it's not the only thing, but probably 80% of the time when I see teams struggling, to me, in my head, I may not even share it with them because they're not—they don't want to hear it. But I'm like, you know, if you invested in in kick-ass refinement, you would see totally different results oh, yeah. Yeah. during the execution. So it's like a pay me now, pay me later, and everyone wants to pay later with the pain. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's the, you know, you don't want to. It's like investing, you know, you don't want to put the, you know however many hundred bucks in a week or whatever your number is to do that. And then at the end you're like, Oh shit, why, 
Why did I not have everything? Well, what's a good number for look at stories in the bag? What do you think? Like sprint stories in the bag before you, you know, stop refining. Yeah, like, you I, don't want to continually do it. So. I, I view healthy as two to three sprints. Kind of depends on the team. I aspire for three, and I've had a lot of teams that get there with work that is ready to be pulled into a sprint. So that's that's my benchmark. Somewhere yeah. in there, two to three sprints. Mm-hmm. Like one is not enough, right? Mm-hmm. There's some, and and five is too many. So yeah, there's some there's some horizon that's just you're wasting your time on that horizon, and you're you're just being silly on the other one. Right? You're going to have things blow up. So yeah. it's like two, right? But, but it doesn't. So let's say you have ten stories velocity. So you mm-hmm. got. So what we're ta- we're not talking about. I, I get the upfront mm-hmm. argument, but we're talking about what for one team like ten stories. Yeah. Right, we're, we're, or, or, or and and you're working on ten stories that are like two or three sprints away, yeah. so you don't have to do all ten stories. You basically have to do like three stories a week it, to like keep your pace. Exactly, it, it's not it's not that arduous of mm-hmm. an investment if you sort of stick with it. I, I get have them in the bag. I have ten stories. Maybe I have to get twenty in the bag. Okay, sure. for two, but but again, then then I do five a week or something mm-hmm. like that. The minute I catch up, then I start throttling back. Yeah, and it's another one of those things, and this is just always works in my brain. The more you do something, the better you get at it. So if you do it once a week, you're going to get really good. If you actually invest, you're going to get good at it, and you can probably do you know, two or three stories in an hour. Easy. Oh, see, I've seen... With some of the techniques I recommend, yeah. we should link. I'll link to a couple blog posts. I think you and I have different expectations for what uh, a story looks like being ready for sprint. So, probably. Yeah. Which like, I do think. Do you think you're more robust than yeah. I am? Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Which is why I think fewer right. per, per hour. But I still think a, a velocity. I mean, I've seen this a team. Again, if you're not trying to get this, if your goal was not to get, to beat it to death in one mm-hmm. one hour, meeting, oh yeah, right, without a doubt. right, beat them into to, to death if you can. Otherwise, punt them and get to sample them again. Yeah, because you're not because you don't have to do it the next sprint. Yeah, so if you're doing that, I've seen teams like comfortably do five or six stories. Mm-hmm. So, so the sample rate mm-hmm. is five to six, somewhere in the five to six. That's the velocity in, in that an you hour. look at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Agree. So to me, a healthy cadence is like you get three ready. You might look oh, at three oh, others. Yeah yeah. 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 I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. So to me, I agree with you completely. Whenever I go into some, some place where somebody has called one of us in because something's going wrong, you know, you always look at the backlog Yep. and it's a, it's a mess. So what, what is a mess? A mess is they all kind of look the same. Yep. And so then you ask the the question of the team, how many of these are ready for like the next sprint? And they have no way of knowing. The only way they know is if like somebody remembers, oh yeah, we talked about that story like two weeks ago and it's good. Yep. But like no one knows. So I actually add two statuses to work items, whatever system that you use, where it's ready for refinement is a state. So oh, like the I product like the, owner like you're going. gets yeah. it to a spot and does work. It's like, oh, like here's here's things we can look at in refinement. And you might get to a refinement and there's only one yep. because that's all the product yep. owner has been able to get done yep. and you just do that. Then 
we have a status that's ready for sprint. So yeah. that means we've done whatever work that we think is the right work to get done that we, yes, these are actually things that could get pulled into a sprint whenever we are ready. So then it gets really easy to say, yeah, we average about 10 points or whatever the number is. Do we have that? Do we have three X that ready to go? If so, maybe we don't need to refine. If we have 35, just yep. because the way it worked out, let's take yep. a break this week. I do think there are two, when I, when I, even last week when I was talking to these folks, I coupled readiness or definition of ready mm-hmm. and definition of done mm-hmm. or whatever you're talking about readiness. I coupled those two concepts with refinement. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready, just the way you talk about it, right? You, you Having some checklist or some clarity around what is ready, mm-hmm. what is ready for refinement and what is ready for the sprint, mm-hmm. um, what is ready for a spike, could be something, right? It, it doesn't have to be a checklist. But then doneness is is helping you with the estimation mm-hmm. and helping you with the discussion, like keeping definition of done. I don't think you like tattoo it on everyone, but it's like you have it in the back of your mind. Like when we're thinking about level of effort, when we're thinking about risk and complexity, we're thinking about getting this story done mm-hmm. and, and being very, very crisp in that definition. So those two things are coupled, I think, right? That's why when I was talking about discipline, I think in terms of a rigor, you know, you've rigorously defined a definition already. Some people don't like that. And then definition done as well. And yeah, so my, my my assumption is that's step one that everybody should do Yeah. starting in 2022 is make sure you have clarity around what ready looks like in these various states so that everybody can look each other in the eye and say, like, yep, we did it. Yep. Or like, no, wait, Bob, we haven't done that yet. Like, let's let's hit the pause button and talk about this thing. And then also done really matters because that way everybody in their mind has the same destination in mind well when you say 13 or when you say five what are you what are you thinking of doing right i don't know how you can i don't know how you can estimate something if you don't know what done is yeah i I don't care if it's even written down but if we don't have a clear you know idea of what what encompasses getting a piece of work done Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i think you need that Welcome to our diversity and inclusion minute. Hey, so I have something. There's uh, in the last Metacast, I talked about a a group. God, I can't remember. Uh-oh. I think it's like the Agile Disciples and a bunch of about eight African American um, coaches, and they wanted guidance to become CTCs, certified team coaches. Yeah, everybody listened to the last episode, right? You okay. did, didn't no, you? Didn't. Right. Yeah, you did. So, and if you didn't, you're going to go do it right now. So I've reached. So we've been working with them. We set up Slack. I've sent them some information about mentoring and things, and they're talking about setting up a a, a meeting, mm-hmm. like a meetup group meeting in uh, January. So I'll make sure we get it out to the yeah, podcast, okay, to let people know I'm going to speak. They've invited oh. me to be the like the the. They're trying to. If you remember from the last episode, there's two things. What can we do to become team coaches? And we need mentoring and training around that, mm-hmm. et cetera. Can you help us? But also we want to give back to the community. So right. so the meetup group, I think, is their view of what can we do to start creating some community on our own Sounds good. around that. I would like to link those folks to, yeah. to the Medicaid. Like Agile and Color and things like mm-hmm. that. We might, not now, but we, we, well, yeah. we can do that. Like a landing page or something yeah. that's related Ooh. to links, et cetera, around that, right? That, yeah. Because Agile and Color is there. I like it. Yeah, we yeah. need to do something like that. Look so that's you. my that's yeah. my update. Yeah, and mine is just like, I'm ready to help. 
I, I need your yeah. I need your help because yeah. I'm I'm, I'm a little. They need <laughs> they, they're pulling on me quite yeah. a bit. Gotcha. So okay. if if I we can include yep. if we can pair on that that would be wonderful. One hundred percent. All right. Back to the episode. Yep. Cool. Okay. The other thing I saw last week, or I heard from folks, is there's and I I heard this like more than ten years ago, and I was just ranting about it. I ran into a client ten more than a decade ago, and they were there was like a one shot estimate rule. Ooh. Where you could, the minute you estimated, you got one chance. I, re, I forget the company, but you had one chance to get your numbers. The minute you had a number from the team in planning poker, you could never revisit it. Wow. It was like, it was like just that was a fixed number. So for the, and you could never reestimate if something, if there, if someone said, Oh, we forgot about this. You could, no, no, you, yeah. you, you had a five. It's, it's too late. And these, these folks were talking about the same thing. Refinement was a one shot exercise to them. I think mm -hmm. if they did do it, it was, we look at the story, we write the story, we have an estimate, we get the, we, we average it or whatever, we get a number and then we move on. It's done. It's like a, we, we land a story. We never met a story that we couldn't land. Mm -hmm. We just don't do very many of them, but we land it. And I was like, my head blew up. I was like, I, I encourage people to estimate, you know, like for one story, if it's a complex story, estimate 10 times, mm -hmm. right? Over, over a period of meetings or whatever. And I'm like, the estimates can drive the discussion. If it's a trivial story, estimate one or, once or twice. That's mm -hmm. fine. But I'm not stuck on like the one. And, and what they were saying is, you know, there's this, there, you could hear fear of the oppression, like we have to get it right, right? So it was driving like story perfectionism, like mm -hmm. the story, right? Because there's only one shot to get to so the like waterfall refinement. Yeah, 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 it was weird. So yeah. I would, Metacaster's point is, if you're falling into, if you're limiting estimates, look at estimation as more of a conversation driving activity than a number generation activity. Mm -hmm. And and if it require if the story requires it, like in backlog refinement, I'll do a timer for like a story for maybe five to seven minutes. In five to seven minutes we could estimate we could do planning poker estimation two or three times mm -hmm. just in one refinement. Just to drive out some of the nuance. So that and, and we could do that across two meetings or two. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, I want to hear you tell I, me if you think I'm no, full of crap. I, I'm, yes, I do, but not on this topic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I I I agree 100 percent on all of those things. And a likely struggle that you have is the team isn't willing to engage in that discussion. Yep. Right. So that goes back to the boot camp of like we are losing every time. We uh, like. Do you like losing? or not like do you actually want to win so if you want to win here are the things we need to do and we need you to engage and it will be hard you will be required to push people and they might be annoyed at you pushing but it's that that's coaching yep that that's what coaching is coaching isn't just saying like hey we're going to do it my way and then when people push back you like turn a blind eye no that's where you do the hard work of saying okay i hear you but remember this is what we're trying for three sprints or whatever the number is. And like, we're going to engage. I need you to be a part of this and we're off and running. And then what happens is the team starts doing it for you, but they don't start doing it for you. If you don't set the example and the expectation. Do you think we'd have another, you just inspired me. Another thing that I'm sensing, maybe this is another Medicast mm -hmm. is I think coaches are getting softer. I, yes. That's already in my brain of another one over time. Yeah. Yep. I, and I, and, it, and I'm not making this, 
I think coaches, for some, maybe for a variety of reasons, are getting softer. I think agile coaching and scrum mastering has become diluted. Yeah, and I believe that's an issue. But that is that's a whole another other type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I thought about bringing that up. Like, boy, we'll get really distracted. If we go down that path. Yeah, but, no, yeah. no. But that's a, that's a worthy yeah. other episode. Okay. Yeah. which will be a good follow up to this because there's. It's going to take tough love, and you're going to have yeah. to work your tail off yeah. as a coach to make this happen. There's a reason it's not happening, right? And as a coach, it's your responsibility to make this happen. So you need to look at yourself and say, holy crap, I've not yep. been doing my job yep. to help this get better. So like, what do I need to do? That's that resolution that you need to make, and not a New Year's, but there's resolution within like your heart and soul that you have to make right. to say, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make it happen. I agree. I have a really nice blog post i think just one mm. i have multiples but uh, one is coming to mind like patterns for successful backlog refinement i'll i'll shoot that to you and we can mm. include it with this episode how did we land this do you any more from your point of view i feel good there, there, there's a ton of nuance that we'll get into the episode about coaching getting soft yeah on the execution and dealing with people that don't want to engage like we can do episodes about that i yeah. am sure but we try to give you the framework of just look in the mirror and are you doing these things? And if not, you need to, and here's some tips and tricks on how to make that a reality. Next episode will be more tactical yeah. on like, okay, you're in refinement and three of your engineers don't engage. What do you do? Yep. So, yep. Cool. So from beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, yeah. North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And me. Take care y'all. Bye, Walter. <laughs>